like the character the nanny, Drescher was born and raised in Flushing, Queens, and attended a beauty school. However, unlike her on-screen counterpart, Drescher never worked in a bridal shop. How dare. (laughs) My life is a lie. Right? (laughs) My life's been built on a lie. Welcome back, or if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Allied Rebels! Woo! (laughs) We're your hosts, I'm Dee. And I'm Roxy. Today, we're talking about that flashy girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. But we absolutely have to talk about ourselves first in the true Fran fine fashion. So, Roxy... What you been up to? So I just finished watching Rings of Power. That was so good. Have you seen it? No, not yet. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Um, So yeah, I won't talk a lot about it, but uh, it was beautiful too. You could tell they spent a shit ton of money because it was gorgeous. Like the CGI was so great. Wait, would you say it's Gorgina? It's very Gorgina. Very Gorgina. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so that was really cool. Um, also, my boyfriend has a Steam Deck, and he got a bunch of games and all that. And one of them was the OG Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So um, he's not a fan of the tank controls. Whatever. You know, I know. He <laughs> he is uh, too good for that, apparently. But um, yeah, it, it's just so great. We started it up just to see if it worked, and it worked perfectly. And I'm so excited. I really want him to experience that, you know, before we play the remake because we started all the way back in the beginning with the Resident Evil games and we're going to work all the way up because we haven't played the Resident Evil um, 8, the DLC with Rose because oh. we want to get all the way up again just because, yeah. you know, so. Um, I saw the Glass Onion movie last night and I thought it was good. I liked the, the Knives Out movie. Did you ever see that one? I own it. I haven't seen it yet. I know I'm oh. a bad Chris Evans fan. <laughs> so, and this one, I think I will say I think I like the first one a little bit better, but I just love uh, uh, Daniel Craig's character a lot. He's uh, like a very charming Southern accent in there, uh, his character. So it's really cool. Um, but anyway, what's new with you, D? So I know it's been a while, but we're still, you know, kind of finish devil in me it's not because we don't want to finish it it's just because um we're getting old and it's hard to stay up late to play games (laughs) (laughs) so and then my friend who lives with me goes off and does other things on the weekend so the time that i can play she's not there and so it's just life and whatnot yeah. yeah sucks because i'm like huh i want to finish it so bad but it sounds really cool yeah i really really enjoy it um and then i finally got into pokemon scarlet and like if i have this game i'm going to make an effort to actually pay attention while i'm playing it which was hard this time i could not focus on it i don't know why it just it wasn't my thing for a while finally focused on it finally figured out the academy stuff now i fucking love it that's awesome yeah i love being able to go to classes 
I just finished all the badges. I just like, I went from being like, ugh, having like three badges or something to finishing one side quest almost all the way. And I'm like three fourths of the way done with classes. So, you know, <laughs> I went from like, eh, to being, okay, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and the other game I'm playing a lot is The Sims 4. I told myself I'm not going to do any cheats with this character. Like my kids, whatever. But my character, my main character, I'm not doing any cheats on her. Like I let her make up her own like likes and dislikes. So I built her dream house and then she had the baby with a vampire. I hate doing that, but that's okay. And so, (laughs) of course, his stuff is all black that he likes and stuff. Ooh, pink and black is a cool aesthetic. Yeah, but it's just his room that's black. Oh, gotcha. And um, I realized she was starting to get older. I'm like, I'm not going to make this. So I made her start hitting on one of the richest people there. And uh, I moved him in and I took a lot of his money that he had from his house. So it's not cheating. It's not cheating. Yeah, it's just borrowing. <laughs> and uh, when I realized he was married, did not realize that character was married, I moved him back out. Oh. <laughs> like I like, nope, but I kept the money from that little nest egg. And <laughs> um, I got enough money to buy the house eventually that oh, I made. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I had The Sims 4, but I haven't played it often. The one I played the most was The Sims 2. But my thing was just, I'm all about buying all this stuff and decorating. So I like that. That was fun. I did like the Sims 2 storyline better than I like the Sims 4 storylines. Hmm. But I still like the Sims 4 storylines way better than I like Sims 3 storylines. But I like the more variety in Sims 3 than I do <laughs> of like the <laughs> mythical creatures and stuff. Because like you could be a witch, a zombie, uh, a werewolf, um, oh, and a fairy. But like there was just a ton of different things you could be. And now you can only be a wizard, uh, a vampire, a werewolf. Oh, and mermaid. But hello, where's my fairy shit? <laughs> where's my witch shit? Like zombies. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't like keep that going. Yeah. You know, that's weird. But anyway. Now on to our topic at hand. When I tell you guys, we had sent each other like numerous clips back and forth of like just the nanny and we were dying laughing. I was crying. Yeah. Because I was laughing so much. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was just, the show is so like nostalgic for me. I love it. So the nanny is an American sitcom TV show starring Fran Drescher as Fran Fine. A Jewish working class fashion queen from Flushing, New York, who becomes the nanny of three children from the New York slash British high society. Fancy. Yeah. British. British. The show was created and produced by Drescher and her then husband, Peter Mark Jacobson. The series originally aired on CBS with the first episode airing on November 3rd, 1993 and the last episode airing on June 23rd, 1999. You can currently watch them on HBO Max or Pluto TV. Or YouTube. Because the nanny has its own channel. Oh, that's they right. Okay, clips. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clips. Okay, you can watch clips. 
So development began in 1991 with a chance meeting on a transatlantic flight between Drescher and Jeff Sagansky, who was at the time the president of CBS Corporation and for whom she had starred in the short-lived TV series Princess, which I'd like never heard of this. Me either. Um, Drescher persuaded Sagansky to let her and her then-husband, Jacobson, pitch an idea for a sitcom to CBS. Sagansky agreed to a future meeting once all of the parties were back in Los Angeles. However, neither Drescher nor Jacobson had any ideas of what to pitch. I fucking love that. She's like, I got a show for you to pitch for you. What the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great, I tell you. And then she turns around uh-huh. just like Fran Fine style. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Later, while in London, Drescher was visiting friend Twiggy Lawson and her family where she went on a shopping tour with the Lawson's then-teenage daughter. Drescher was inspired by her behavior towards a teenage daughter on the shopping trip, functioning in a less parental but more of a humorous Queen's Logic self-serving advice mode. Get it, Queen? Slay. (laughs) Drescher immediately called her husband in Los Angeles with her sitcom idea, which she pitched as a spin on The Sound of Music, except in Drescher's words, instead of Julie Andrews, I come to the door. (laughs) And the idea of the nanny was spawned. That was perfect. I like... Really? (laughs) That's seriously why I imagined. Although I will say, I've actually never seen all of The Sound of Music. I've only seen clips of it. But yeah. This is going to be controversial yet brave. You're not missing much. (laughs) I, I like it. Trust me. But like... It's old, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's a nostalgia thing with people. Yeah. Okay. So to get to the character development, she drew heavily, heavily on the Drescher family, including Fran Fine's parents, Sylvia and Morty, and her grandma, Yetta, who were all named after her real life counterparts. And Drescher drew from her own life in creating her character. Like the character, the nanny, Drescher was born and raised in Flushing, Queens, and attended a beauty school. However, unlike her on-screen counterpart, Drescher never worked in a bridal shop. How dare. <laughs> My life is a lie. Right? <laughs> My life's been built on a lie. Uh, or what is it? My life's been built on a mountain of lies. Okay. <laughs> um. But Drescher wrote that into the character as tribute to her mother, who did work at a bridal shop. Okay, fine. I'll allow it. (laughs) It's fine. Get it? Uh, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) While visiting his relatives in Fort Lauderdale, Zagansky watched a few episodes, realized that it'd be a hit, and ordered a full 22 episodes for the first season. Good call, dude. Good call. Smart move. Smart move. (laughs) (laughs) The show earned a Rose Dior and one Emmy out of a total of 12 nominations. And Drescher was twice nominated for a Golden Globe and an Emmy. Honestly, I'm really hella shocked she didn't win any of those because I just think she's fabulous. She's a good actress. She's the whole fucking package. She's fucking gorgeous. She's fucking hilarious. She's so fucking smart. Like, yeah, what are we doing here? (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs> you like that it just came out of me <laughs> yeah that fran fine came out of you <laughs> uh the sitcom spawned several foreign adaptations that were loosely inspired by the original script which i didn't realize mm-hmm. that's pretty cool that is really fucking cool 
Each episode was about 22 to 24 minutes of full-blown shenanigans, all mainly caused by Miss Friend Fine or the nanny. Miss Fine! <laughs> She's such a freaking hoot. All right, let's get down to the characters. First one we're going to talk about, Miss Franella Fine. Franella? <laughs> her mom would call her Franella every once in a while. Gosh. Uh-huh. I was just thinking of that episode where Cece called her Francine, Fran, Franny, Franella. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, maybe it was Cece that called her Franella. I think it was. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, Fran Fine, played by Fran Drescher. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens. Then she was kicked out by her boyfriend in one of those crushing scenes. (gasps) Yeah. This caused her to begin to sell makeup door to door, leading her to her new career. She was obsessed with Barbara Streisand and she was always fashion forward and gorgeous. Fabulous. Yeah. You guys thought I was going to be singing the theme song, didn't you? Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. And then we have Max Sheffield, who's played by Charles Shaughnessy. Mr. Sheffield is a widow with three young children. He's a multimillionaire, world-renowned musical theater producer who is constantly made fun of for turning down musicals such as Cats, Tommy, and Hair. What a freaking loser. <laughs> well, to be honest, I would have turned down Cats, too. I know. Actually, I was thinking that, too. <laughs> but Tommy and Hair... I'll probably be like, yes, please. Hair especially. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Margaret or Maggie Sheffield, played by Nicole Tom, the oldest child of Maxwell and Sarah. She has had many boyfriends throughout the show, one of them being James Marsden. No big deal. No big deal. Um, It wasn't actually James Marsden, but James Marsden played her boyfriend in a couple of episodes. Okay, just like. He didn't play himself, okay? You guys might know him from his roles in Enchanted or as a certain Cyclops. Also, he was really popular in the 90s, too. I thought he was dreamy. He is. (laughs) Okay, so she went through the ups and downs of being a teen in the 90s, which... Luckily, she had Fran Fine help her out, but... But let me say... I would much rather be a teen in the 90s than the, the nows. True that. And also, I'd much rather be a teen in the 90s in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> that helps a lot. Touche. I'm just going to go cry in my mansion, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. The daddy's money. <laughs> you said a little tissue. Cry, dry away the tears with those Benjamins, baby. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> then there's Brighton Sheffield. Played by Benjamin Salisbury. He's the middle child. It showed. He's the only boy of Maxwell and Sarah. And Sarah, we haven't brought her up yet, but she is their biological mother. And uh, she did pass away. It wasn't really mentioned in the show when, but um, he is a short king and is socially awkward most of the time on the show. Which I think he was funny more than socially awkward. I think it was Gracie that was more socially awkward. Or even Maggie, actually, to me, but. You're right. But they went through a lot. Yeah. Speaking of Grace or Gracie, Grace Sheffield is played by Madeline Zima. She's the youngest child of Maxwell and Sarah. She is super sarcastic, energetic, and hilarious. She's hilarious. Um, 
And then we have Niles, the butler, played by Daniel Davis. Niles is Mr. Sheffield's butler and best friend. They're BFFs. He is fantabulous at making it look like he can cook and clean really well. He knows what is going on in the house before anyone else. Well, besides Fran, of course. Yeah, he's the best. He is like my favorite. And then we have Cece Babcock. Fucking love that name. (laughs) Played by Lauren Lane. Cece is Mr. Sheffield's business associate. She begins the series madly enthralled with Mr. Sheffield. She tries many different ways and many different times to get close to him, but they always fail. Girl, take a hint the whole time. I'm like, get it through your head. It ain't going to happen. Move on. It's hard to see that sometimes, though. I know. But I thought she was awesome. I thought she was funny. And I was like, girl, you you get yours. I mean, you had to go somewhere else, but... (laughs) See, okay, I liked her, but I also hated her <laughs> because she was, she always acted like she was better than everybody. So I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And we have Sylvia Fine played by Renee Taylor. Sylvia is Fran's mother. She is worried her daughter isn't going to marry and give her grandchildren. Sylvia is seen constantly eating throughout the show. She's so great. <laughs> the way she eats too. She like. Like the side chewing. <laughs> she just really savors it. I feel that. Right. And then we have Val Toriello, played by Rachel Chagall. Val is Fran's best friend, and her head is continually stuck in the clouds. She is known to cause lots of mischief with Miss Fine. <laughs> she oh, she's so funny without you know her character trying to be funny so it's just oh amazing <laughs> yeah and then we have yetta rosenberg played by ann morgan gilbert so she's grandma yetta and she is france of course grandma she's a spunky chain smoking stylish woman who has <laughs> who thought from the start of the show that max and fran were married she is so funny too <laughs> love it Oh, Yetta. <laughs> hey, she was just predicting what was going to happen. She's clairvoyant. She is. She's a freaking psychic, yo. Okay, so we realized that there is a shit ton of guest stars. Although largely operating around a made ensemble cast, the nanny featured an enormous number of guest stars over the years. Notable repeated guest stars included Lady Kazan, as Fran's paternal Aunt Frida. Freaking love Frida. <laughs> Steve Lawrence as Fran Fine's never before seen father, Morty Fine. Morty. <laughs> Morty! Uh, Pamela Anderson as Fran Fine's bubble headed nemesis, Heather Biblo. Heather Biblo. <laughs> Ray Charles as Yetta's fiance, Sammy. That was so funny. I love those two together. Oh, my God. (laughs) Other notable guests included Dan Aykroyd, John Astin, Jason Alexander, Twiggy. We have Bob Barker, Chevy Chase, Eric Estrada, Bette Midler. Oh, my gosh. The list goes on and on. I I was still kind of blown away that she got Elizabeth Taylor, which she was huge in the, you know, 60s, 70s, Mm -hmm. 80s. So, Margaret Cho, love her. Hugh Grant, 
which, you know, British, so you had to have him. Uh, <laughs> of course. Celine Dion was the real, real shocker for me. I did not think she would get on, you know, yeah. do a TV show. But also Patti LaBelle was really big. Eartha Kitt loved her in there. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg, Coolio. And then uh, Stephen Nichols. Uh, I had to mention him because my mommy loved Steve and Kayla from Days of Our Lives. Um, <laughs> John Stewart. That was another one that really shocked me. But, you know, knowing he's Jewish and, you know, it's kind of not as shocking. But, you know. Little synopsis of the show. Fran Fine turns up at the doorstep of British Broadway producer Max Sheffield. And, of course, like... Dee was saying to sell cosmetics after having been dumped and fired by her bridal shop owner boyfriend, Danny Imperiali. Which, oh my god, how could you? Like, she's the package. What a fucking loser. Yeah. Maxwell was looking for another nanny after Brighton chased the last one away with another one of his antics. While Fran was there, the nanny agency called to let him know that they were not sending any more nannies to his mansion. Yeah. Hold on. A pause. Because I could deal with little shits no problem if I got to live in a mansion rent free. Right? You're a shit nanny if you can't do that. Like, they weren't (laughs) terrible kids. I'm just saying. You're a terrible worker. You shouldn't be a nanny. Okay. Proceed. (laughs) Yeah. Maxwell reluctantly then hires her to be the nanny of his three children, Maggie, Brighton, and Grace. And in spite of Mr. Sheffield's misgivings, Fran turns out to be just what his family needed. Just of course. what the doctor wanted. <laughs> While Fran Fine manages the children, Butler Niles manages the household and watches over all events that unfold with Fran as the new nanny. Niles recognizes Fran's gift for bringing warmth back to the family. As Maxwell's a widower, we've already kind of discussed... He does his best to undermine Maxwell's business partner, Cece Babcock, who has eyes set for a very available Maxwell Sheffield. (laughs) Oh, Cece. She is trying to mix business and pleasure. (laughs) Niles is often seen making witty comments directed towards Cece, with Cece often replying with her own comment in their ongoing game of one-upsmanship. Their back and forth is just, oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Bloody brilliant, if I do say so myself. As the series progresses, it becomes increasingly obvious that Maxwell is smitten with Fran, even though he will not admit it. And Fran is, of course, smitten with him. The show teases the viewers with their closeness and near misses, as well as with an engagement. Which, ugh, rude. Towards the later seasons, they finally marry and expand their family by having fraternal twins. And by the end of the series, it is also clear that Niles and Cece's constant barbs at each other are their own bizarre form of flirtation. (laughs) The whole, I hate you, I hate you more. (laughs) After a few false starts, including multiple impulsive and failed proposals from Niles, the pair marry in the series finale and subsequently discover they are expecting a child. Oh, I love that so much. It was perfect. It was. I loved it. It was just... <sighs> the show wrapped up the way every show needs to wrap up, okay? Mm-hmm. Just saying. It was perfect. 
trivia time. Kind of just like facts we're going to give you. So in real life, the address that was used for the exterior shots of the Sheffield residence is a luxury apartment building worth only $14.5 million. That's nothing. That's, you know, just pocket change. <laughs> oh, back in that day, it was probably like $3 million, four or $5 million. Probs. Inflation, baby. Inflation, baby. Um, whereas a friend find changes stylish outfits for nearly every scene and <laughs> rarely repeats an outfit, Mr. Sheffield <laughs> wore the same hunter green leisure jacket for at least one scene in many episodes. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> because it's like stereotypical, but it's true at the same time. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, that's awesome. And can we just talk about her outfit still for a second? Oh, she's just so fabulous. She, her hair was always on fleek. Her, like, makeup was very simple and, like, not over the top. But she accented with her outfits. Yes. If that makes sense. Because she already had a good face, mm -hmm. good hair. Some of them were like, okay, I probably wouldn't wear that. But she's still rocking it she, somehow. How the fuck did she pull that off? I know. I'm yeah. like, she's just fabulous. I loved her. I wanted to be like her when I grew up. Like, too. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's just what? me watching it, like, as a teenager. Right. I'm like, when I grow up. <laughs> I won't be like her. We were kids, okay? <laughs> and another thing, too, I really loved about her was, like, that she was a brunette. Because I felt like I saw mm -hmm. a lot of shows where it was, like, the blonde, you know, she was perfect and she's beautiful. Yeah. And I just felt like it was just refreshing that she was brunette. Yeah. I loved it. I highly enjoyed it as well because, you know, she never once said anything about needing to dye her hair blonde, to be beautiful, you know, whatever. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, stemming from a home invasion that Fran Drescher experienced in 1985, she requested that the show provide pre-screened audiences based on the fear of having random strangers invited to the productions, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. It was a very traumatic experience she went through. Um, so the show hired a cast of laughers who would be recorded during the taping. Uh, the audio track of the laughers would then be added to the episodes in post-production, uh, basically, this became like the formula for other shows as well. So that's kind of cool. I was going to say, isn't that kind of crazy how much she changed the industry without meaning to at that point? Yeah, definitely broke through barriers and just set different standards. On January 8th of 2020, it was announced that Drescher and Jacobson were writing books for a musical adaptation of the series. Rachel Bloom and Adam Schlesinger of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend fame were to write the songs. Drescher will not portray the title role as she joked that if she did, she would have to change the, <laughs> change the title to The Granny. <laughs> Dude, she could still rock it. She could still. She looks fabulous. However, since Schlesinger's unexpected death from COVID-19, the status of the musical is unknown. Uh, that, I mean, that's a bummer, but yeah. that's such a cool idea. I would have loved that. I think right. that would have been perfect for a musical. Yeah, I, um, and you know, Rachel Bloom, she's just freaking fantastic. So if you've never watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, you need to. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole series, but yeah. I liked it. It was super fun. Um, So Fran Fine is apparently a Sagittarius. Her date of birth was November 26th. I stole in one of the episodes, making her a Sagittarius, born at 5 p.m., but she did lie about the year, and she said she was born in 1970. Uh, 
But she did say that she was born during the Kennedy administration. Boom. So that would put her between 61 and 63. Uh, furthermore, in another title, Fran tells somebody that she is a Libra. So, I mean, she would be a Sagittarius, maybe Libra moon. Oh. So she's just feeling it. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. The dog Chester, which appeared as Cece's dog in many episodes, was actually Fran Drescher's dog. Cheshire? Cheshire. <laughs> Chester Dresher. <laughs> I dislike you, Miss Dresher. That's <laughs> a little tongue twister. Uh, Brighton's full name is Brighton Millhouse Sheffield. <laughs> I don't know why we thought that was so funny, but <laughs> Millhouse. Millhouse. It's just a funny name. It's not a bad name. It's just it's different. Yeah. Honestly, the only Millhouse I ever heard of was from The Simpsons, so that's like yeah. a very uh, unused name, I guess. Yeah. You know. I guess maybe if you're rich, that's why we don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in that British high society. Not even British. Just high society. Just mid-class. Goldine. No. <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> Reginald, darling. <laughs> and then Mr. Sheffield's name is Maxwell Beverly Sheffield. <laughs> Beverly. Beverly. So fancy. I mean, so, okay, so here's, here's my thing. Is... Brighton Millhouse, right? Sheffield. His initials are BMS. That's just rude. Because bowel movement shit. I mean, come on. It just speaks for itself. <laughs> he is a little shit. <laughs> and then Maxwell Beverly Sheffield. He took his initials and flipped it. For him. Oh. For, for Brighton. I didn't even realize that. <sighs> Gosh. At least he's not a junior. True. Or a third or a fourth or a fifth. You know? Yeah. I do like Brighton's name. I do like Brighton. I think it would be cool if he was Brighton, Brighton Maxwell. Oh. It still would have been BMS, but I think that sounds good, Brighton Maxwell. I like that better than yeah. Brighton Millhouse. Yeah, me too. Huh. Uh, Renee Taylor, who played Sylvia, our Fran Finds Ma, gained, <laughs> gained around 50 pounds while filming the show. She had... She had to bring a note from a doctor for the team asking the production team to give her more low-fat foods to avoid health problems, which is good because, you know. She was literally eating in every scene. Yeah. Which she was on quite a bit. Yeah. I loved it, though. She was so funny. Uh, to cover Lauren Lane's absence during the end of her pregnancy, a storyline was introduced featuring Cece being sent to a sanitarium. I remember that episode. I always did the whole gaslighting thing. Like, <laughs> he was talking and he wasn't. And, like, that was a good episode. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, another thing that I loved about her pregnancy in the show was they made fun of how other sitcoms, like, hid pregnancies behind big plants or behind big bags. And Cece came in with a big bag hiding her stomach. And then she goes, oh, I need this. And she grabbed a huge plant. So it would hide the other side of her stomach. I died laughing because that was so great. <laughs> yeah, there was one scene where she was um, meeting up with Maxwell. And like she was holding like this giant poster for uh, like something about the show. And the show was called Baby. So I just thought it was so funny because she was holding it over her to hide her stomach. So it's just so fun. Yeah, I love the little things that they added in like that. Mm hmm. Um, in the final episode, viewers finally discover that C.C. Babcock's initials stand for Chastity Claire. I love that so much. I know, right? 
Uh, when the show was still being developed, the Sheffield family only consisted of two children, Brighton and Grace. However, the network wanted there to be an older daughter for whom Fran would become a mentor for, so the character of Maggie was then created. Uh, maybe it's because Maggie wasn't my like favorite character. I didn't hate her, but I yeah, I was like meh with her. But I love Brighton and Grace. Me too. I think that makes sense because I did feel like we were talking about that, like, like her storylines. It just felt so rushed. Like I know she was a teenager and then like she got married really young, which you know, some people that's fine. Uh-huh. But I just felt like her storyline was just kinda overlooked a lot of the times. I don't know. I just I agree with that. It just felt kind of like, yeah. yeah, they didn't really think about it that much. Because I love, I think she was way more of a mentor to um, Grace than she was Maggie. Like their relationship to me was way better. Yeah. I like, I, I, I did, I didn't mind Maggie. I just, she was just wasn't my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, when the show was broadcast in the UK, many viewers wrote in to chide Charles Shaughnessy over his imitation English accent and suggested that he practice with his co-star Daniel Davis on how to do a proper English accent. The cast found this quite amusing as Shaughnessy is a native Englishman born in London while Davis is an American born in Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. In a nod to this funny situation, an episode in the final season has Niles appearing in Grace's school play of Cleopatra, where he receives bad reviews, <laughs> one of which is how his English accent sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> that was so perfect. Like, I had no idea that that had happened until you found that little tidbit. I was like, no fucking way. And then I was like, wait, I just thought he was British this whole time. Same. <laughs> I thought they were both. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, Niles' family name is never revealed. He's always Niles the butler. There you go, the butler. (laughs) Um, And then Rachel, the person who played Val, was pregnant with twins on the show. Her twins were born in 1999, the same year as the ending of the show. And Fran and Maxwell's, I almost said students... (laughs) twins were actually named after her twins eve and jonah that's pretty awesome i know i loved it so there's a bunch of notable episodes in this show i mean it's just we could sit here and talk forever uh but like one of my favorites when we're talking about this the one i always remember which i think a lot of people do Uh it's probably the most well known is the wasabi episode (laughs) uh it's called val's boyfriend when her and cc went out for sushi and Uh Um, I, first of all, I love the fact that, like, they're never close. They uh-huh. kind of have a little disdain for each other. But, like, Cece tries to kind of, you know, get some advice or something. She's, uh-huh. like, venting to her. And then, uh, Fran looks at the wasabi and she's, like, she asks what it is. And Cece tells her, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like mustard. Just gives a little kick. <laughs> I'm like, what? Not even. I never <laughs> thought about it. Not even close, oh. bud. But she just starts piling it up. Like, I love mustard. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so comical how much she loads up on <sighs> uh-huh. there. And then she just takes it and it's just, mm, it's just hilarious. And then she like just talks with like her like normal voice, uh-huh. which is like so clear. She just, wow, that clears up the sinuses. I like it. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how long that's going to last. <laughs> I love it. I love doing that. 
she has that like Lucille Ball type uh-huh. of humor, which it has been known like she said that like, that's one of her role models. So it makes perfect sense. It's just just so brilliant at that type of comedy, like the physical and just like the expressions. And uh, it's just awesome. And then, you know, there's several more of my favorites. We have A Star is Born, which Fran is cast as Juliet in a Broadway show. (laughs) The best part about it is when she's rehearsing and she wakes up from being, you know, dead after Romeo kills himself with the poison and she goes up (laughs) and then she takes his knife and pushes him off of her (laughs) and then tests to make sure the knife bumps back. It's not a real one. And she's like, "Ah, okay. And then she goes, forever to die oh i love it she's a brilliant actress of course franny fine that's awesome there was also the episode called the facts of lice fran has lice in this episode but uh and not just fran everybody oh that's right (laughs) everybody had lice and uh there's like this whole storyline too where like she thought that Niles was a serial killer because uh, she found this list and it just had like weird stuff on it. And- like duct tape and yeah. like <laughs> calling the morgue and things like that. <laughs> and- anyway, Val brings up that, was it her that or Val? I can't remember. Val who- uh, started talking about the, um, like their signs of serial killers. And then it's like... <laughs> problems with their mothers which they both had yeah <laughs> so anyway they there was two things that they were both like oh that's us and then oh but the third is high iq oh i'm sorry and like they hug each other i'm like Hilarious. oh we're good yeah. we're good <laughs> and then it was they had to have three names like john wayne gacy and then son of sam and then they're like oh i uh, i no it's not him i know niles the killer <laughs> <laughs> and then after she gets back home now is like did you read the list if you did i'd be very 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 upset with you <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts running away from him it's oh, hilarious the butler <laughs> the killer the killer i love that then we have Val's apartment where Fran and Val move out together. And Val is really trying to upsell this apartment saying like, there's a lot of single guys there. You know, it's in a really good part of town. So they get there and it's small. <laughs> and she's noticing why there's a lot of single guys there. Because they moved into the gay area <laughs> of New York. So yeah, there might be a lot of single guys but not for you sweetie <laughs> i love the part where uh val like you know they see a roach and she's freaking out and then fran's like well kill it step on it kill it she's like take off your shoe and kill it and she literally <laughs> takes off her shoe but then just <laughs> squishes it with her own foot <laughs> and just like oh I, like jeez that's such a valid thing to do though <laughs> i love it <laughs> I love that. I seriously love that. Uh-huh. Part. Oh, one of the highlights of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also 
the imaginary friend episode where Fran kills Grace's imaginary friend and it's a whole ordeal and I just I was just oh I just love all these episodes it's so great I love how Grace is like uh, like so like devastated over this and everybody is like um what the fuck do we do (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it is good it's good it's good and then we have like the most infamous episode of the entire series at least for me is a pup in paris where he takes back the thing if you know you know i just i can't believe it i could ask you like why how like (laughs) yeah you don't do that and then i sent you the clip of it and you're like he did it in the most maxwell sheffield way (laughs) it's so polite and just still at the same time it's like a kick to the gut yeah how can you do that to franny like what what what's wrong with you but but the entire time you're driving there you're flying back you know all this other stuff she's hanging all over you you could have told her that in the car right before you got into the house you could be like yo babe listen (laughs) (laughs) still though yeah not the right move but yeah yeah commitment issues anyway um (laughs) uh yeah no i just those were his true feelings but he was too scared to say them and sometimes you just need to nut up or shut up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's kind of what happened to niles too it was Uh the same thing where like they both had these real feelings but they just were like just really scared i mean i get it because these women are fabulous yeah they're pretty fierce Uh uh-huh so and there's france gotta have it where uh niles has a heart attack uh this episode is just so great because like the whole time you know he's like recovering so he can't really do a lot of the work so everyone's like taking turns doing chores which they all hate and they're all just can't wait till niles gets better (laughs) i love it (laughs) Uh i love it whenever maxwell's doing something for him and he like milks it to the (laughs) t and maxwell will be like is that all right old man and he's like oh well actually could. <laughs> like, oh he deserves it though yeah he does they didn't even give him a last name i know right? oh I, they did the killer the killer <laughs> <laughs> might as well have been niles sheffield at this point true he takes cc's last name oh, yes. it's niles babcock there we go they're very progressive i mean they really were considering the time mm-hmm. it really was yeah, yeah. you're right uh, oh yeah, another thing with that Niles episode, uh, or when he gets sick, I like that. Um, there was a part where Cece's asking him for advice, like how come like Maxwell's not into me and this and that, and then it was basically like he was like sweeping the hallway with one of those little contraption uh-huh. thingies, and he flips it over to her and she starts doing it, and then he starts telling her, well, for one, you can learn his kids' names. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then she's like, okay, good, good, keep it coming. And she's like, she like starts doing his chores, basically. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's an episode two where um, he makes up Sydney. Remember the younger one? He's like, oh, there's yeah. Margaret, Bright, and Gracie, and little Sydney. <laughs> and there's a part where they go to like a show, and he's like, oh, you're supposed to be watching little Sydney. Where is he? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. And she starts looking, Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> 
I just love it. But uh. she does get back at him, though, because at the end of the episode, she brings a kid in and saying, oh, I found Sydney. And so then uh, now it's called the cause because she's like kidnapped somebody. Yeah. And yeah, she basically got him back. So, oh. But that's what I love about them. They can both dish it and take it. And I love it. It's perfect. So, honestly, one of the best comedies still to this date, and it is officially, well, not, okay, not officially. It's like 29 and one month old, two months old. Uh, <laughs> still in its 20s. Still in its 20s, you know, like Franella would want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, hey, remember we're saying 30s is the new 20s? No, you said 40s was the new teens. <laughs> Oh, 40s was the new 20s and 30s is the new teens. There you go. <laughs> um, Yeah, I love this show. It has a special place in my heart. It's a good comfort show. I can put it on and still every, love that. every single episode that I watch, hilarious. I love it. It's just so great. I love all the characters. Literally nothing that I don't like about this show. Yeah. It's an oldie but a goodie. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and you can reach us at our email. All of this information is down in the show notes. So check it out. I've got a question. Do you want to move to New York and stumble into getting hired by a multimillionaire? Ooh, sign me up. To the loo, fellow rebels. It's fine. <laughs> She's such a freaking hoot.